For today's broadcast, I would love to start with a quote. Uh, This quote has inspired me so much. It says, it's a quote by Mother Teresa. And it said, God has created us to love and to be loved. And this is the beginning of prayer. To know that he loves me, that I have been created for greater things. And so tonight, I would just love to remind you that you have been created for greater things. So however you see your life may be going, uh, we know that the, you know, life was designed to keep us distracted, to try to keep us depressed, oppressed, uh, you know, it was just designed to keep us from the great things that God has for us. Uh, But tonight, I just want to remind you that God has greatness in store for you. Now, this didn't just come from thin air. This is something that Jesus had to remind us about um, consistently because sometimes it's just hard for us to receive that for for ourselves. And so I want to speak to you directly tonight. I want to tell you that God has greatness in store for you. Yes, it may be for the whole world, but tonight I'm speaking to you individually. And so I love the scripture in um, in John chapter 1. It has a beautiful story uh, that, you know, what's amazing about this story is that we all go through this same dilemma. The same dilemma that Jesus went through is the same dilemma. I'm pretty sure um, that you'll be able to share that story with me as well. So the story is, uh, Jesus was just about to begin his ministry. Um, he had he was just trying to get his team together. So he met a man named Philip, and he was like, "Hey, I'm paraphrasing. I'd like to have you on my team." And so uh, Philip believed that Jesus was the Son of God. And so when Jesus said, "Hey, come on my team," Philip was like, "Okay, yes, I'll be on your team. I believe you are the Son of God." And then Philip went to another guy and and told Nathaniel, um, "Ask him, hey, do you want to be?" you know, on Jesus's team. And this is what makes this story so amazing because we can all relate to this story. When they approached Nathaniel and uh, they tried to say, well, you know what, Nathaniel, Um, Yeshua, which is Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph, is the one that Moses and the prophets spoke about. He is the son of God. He is the Messiah. So when they went to Nathaniel and told Nathaniel this, uh, Nathaniel said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel immediately thought about what he could see. He, he, He thought about where Jesus was right now because Jesus had just started his ministry here on earth. And so uh, Nathaniel went with not uh, seeing the vision that Jesus had He just saw where he was right now. And it's the same thing for us. Sometimes we tell people the dream that we have for ourselves. We say, hey, I want to do X, Y, Z. And the people will look at us like, you know, you don't have enough education. You don't have enough money. Um, You know, look at your ethnicity. People will bring up all types of things because they see you in the natural how you are. They don't see you as God sees you. 
They don't see you living your dream in your future. But we know that uh, God says that before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you and I preordained for you. So we know that all the greatness that God has for us, he had it for us before we were even born. In our mother's womb, while he was still putting us together, he already had a beautiful promise laid out for each of us individually. And Jesus knew his purpose. He knew why he came, even though he didn't, it wasn't manifested yet in the physical, um, he was able to see it in the spiritual. He knew who he was. And so when Nathaniel came and said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Instead of Jesus being offended, uh, bringing himself down to that level and thinking, yeah, you know, who do I think I am to think that I can do this great um, purpose that God has for me, which was to be the Messiah, to save the, the, the souls of men. Um, this was a great purpose. But Jesus did not dim his light to suit those around him or to suit the image that people had of him. And so the reason I said we can relate to this is a lot of times when we say what we're going to do, people want to box us in to the image that they have of us. But unfortunately, sometimes the image people have of us is the same image they have of themselves. They limit themselves. They, they, don't, they discount the power of God, the word of God in their lives. So even though... Uh, God says, I have, um, I know the plans I have for you. It's plans of shalom, which is wholeness, prosperity, and wellness. Um, and we know that Jesus said, hey, greater things than these you will do. Greater things than me that I'm doing, you're going to do. Which is a heal, heal the sick. Those who are oppressed, you're going to deliver them. Those who are de depressed, you're going to set them free from um, oppressions in their minds. Um, you know, Jesus said that we're going to do all these things. But before he could go on to deliver us and do all these great things, he had to first go through some, some, some testing of his purpose uh, when other people came to him and tried to discount um, you know, his, his, his blessing and his, his position in God. And so I just want to inspire you today that despite how people may view you and despite how you may view yourself, my um, inspiration to you tonight and the word of God has come to you tonight to help you to elevate your thinking and to believe God for more. So we know that Jesus was our example. And so when people came to him and kind of look down on him because of where he came from, because of his ethnicity, because he was from Nazareth? How did he respond? And the way how he respond is our example of how we should respond when people come to us based on what they can see in the natural. So here comes Nathaniel and saying, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And uh, so G Jesus' response to him was when he saw him, you know, I'm really not sure if Jesus was really being sarcastic with him because 
After he said that, Jesus' response to him was, I saw you, an Israelite, under the fig tree. And Jesus said that, um, that he was a, he was an Israelite with no guile. So I was thinking, okay, Jesus, was he flattering him or was he, he truly saying, you know, just saying that, well, I know your ethnicity. And I thought, that's very interesting that because Jesus was a Nazarite and this guy was an Israelite, the, this guy thought that that made him better than Jesus, you know, because of his, his stature that he's an Israelite. Nonetheless, God, Jesus acknowledged who the guy were. But his response after that was amazing to me because Jesus said, um, you only believe that I'm the Messiah after I told you that I know you're an Israelite. I know you have no guile. And uh, he also, Jesus had also told him that I saw you under the fig tree so that he, he knew that there was no way that someone in the natural would be able to know all that information about him. And uh, Jesus' response to him was that you're going to see greatness in me. That is the example that I want us to remember today. Jesus said, watch and you will see the greatness in me. And you can find that in First uh, John. And uh, it's starting with chapter verses 45. And when we read down to, to um, verses 50, it says, you will see greater than these. And so Jesus was saying, if you think you've seen anything, I didn't even get started yet. Because really and truly, Jesus really didn't even get started with his ministry. He didn't at that time. He had not uh, healed the sick. He had not uh, raised Jairus' daughter from the dead yet. He had not uh, cast out the demons out of, the, out of those gentlemen who, um, when he sent the demons into the pigs. There was so, he didn't walk on water yet. He didn't do any of those things. And so because uh, Nathaniel hadn't seen any of these great things that Jesus would do, Nathaniel was discounting him. But Jesus was so, it was so amazing. The lesson that we can learn from, from Jesus right here is that Jesus didn't reduce his, his, um, his faith or his belief in God because of how someone else viewed him. Instead, Jesus was so bold in his response, you know, and he said, well, if you're dissing me because you think I'm just from Nazareth, Jesus' response was, watch and you will see how great I truly am. And sometimes for us, we don't want to say that we're great because we forget sometimes that Jesus said, you will do greater things because I go to my father. And it's not about us being great for us to glorify ourselves. It's us being great to glorify God because God is in us and we can't help but to be great. That's just the bottom line. God is in us and he gets glory through us. And so if the great one lives inside of you, the work that you do will be great. Because Jesus said, you're going to do greater things than what I am doing. And he said this before he was even doing great things. So when, when Nathaniel came to him, kind of trying to say, you know, look at where you're from. Well, why do you think you can do great things? 
Jesus didn't agree with him like some of us do. When people come to us and say, you know, you don't have the education, you can't get this position. We just give up and we say, oh, well, I guess I can't. No, the greater one lives in you. You can have whatever God says it is that you can have. You can go wherever God says that you can go. If God gave you a promise, he needs for you to believe it so that he can bring it to pass in your life. Don't give up on God's promises for your life. And we know how it looks. It looks like wholeness, wellness, uh, peace, um, wealth, prosperity. Those are all the, the Hebrew terms for the word shalom from Jeremiah 29 11. And we know that in John 10, 10, which I, I keep repeating until we really grasp it. Jesus said that I have come that you might have life more abundantly to the full until it overflows. Because we forget that because Jesus stepped into his greatness, he was able to reach all these uh, people who he was supposed to reach help. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to deliver people, to set them free, to heal them. And that was his mission. That was the great work that he was called to do. And he told us that there's even greater works that we can do. I'm pretty sure he probably saw that we'll be able to have social media. We'll have radio. So I can reach the whole world through a podcast or to a radio show. Whereas he had to be on the, um, the Beatitudes on the mountain. He, that's where he had to be where he was able to reach and speak to thousands of people at a time. You know, he had to be there physically so that they can hear him. And now I don't even have to be there physically in your home or in your car. You can still hear my voice. Those, these are all like signs of greater things. You know, it's so much more than that. But sometimes, you know, we ignore all these little signs of greatness and we wait for something really grand before we, we give God thanks uh, for using us. So you can be used of for God wherever you are in whatever profession you are. You know, God wants to use you to do great things for him. And when you do things for him, it always includes others, being there for others, helping others. Sometimes we we have a business or a ministry in mind and we, we are afraid to make a move on it, not realizing that p other people are waiting for our obedience so that they can be blessed. You know, when, when you have a business and you're able to hire people and allow them to make an honest living, that's a blessing for them. And so sometimes, you know, we, we are afraid to move because we're looking at our circumstances or we're allowing other people to dictate how far we can go based on how much money we have or where we're from um, or where we were born. Like we come up with all kinds of excuses why we can't do the great things that God has for us. And so the reminder that um, God has for us today is this great example in John chapter 1 when Nathaniel was just basically saying, who does Jesus think he is? Like, you know, he is not from, you know, prime stock or, or whatever. You know how people uh, used to have these classes back then. And 
God always chooses the normal, regular, everyday people to do great things for him. And as I opened the, the broadcast today, I was able to say that quote from Mother Teresa. She was on a, she was she did some great things. She helped thousands and thousands of people right with just by she, being a nun. She didn't have she's not known for being a, a billionaire, but trust me, she helped more people than any billionaire could ever help. Um just because of her obedience and willingness to you know trust God and believe God and step out and do the great things understanding that she serves a great and mighty God and it's the same thing for each of us today we all have our calling we all have our gifts and don't discount any gift or any calling that you know that has been gnawing at you lately because sometimes we're sitting and we're in the same position for a while and we feel uncomfortable because we feel that there is more we feel that we should be doing more we feel that we should be reaching more teens and and sharing out with them what we went through as young adults and how we made it out or or you might um see some folks uh, struggling in different areas and you have a gift in that area or you have compassion in that area we all need to step out and do the great things that God has for us but what I found was the same thing with Nathaniel that Jesus brought up was the same thing that God had spoken to the to Moses about uh, God had told them that listen I am going to bring you to the promised land now for you, your, your dream might be physical land or whatever the promises that God has for you. If you're going through a tough time and you feel that healing is yours because that's what he promised. The key is for you to believe. And so the, the issue that God had with the children of Israel was he told them, listen, I am going to let you possess this land. This land is yours. And they did not believe it. So when they, they sent out the spies and they went, this is in Deuteronomy chapter one, they sent out the spies and they went to look at the land. I was like, oh my gosh, that land is beautiful. It has like big grapes and everything. But they said the people there, they're so strong. I don't think we can, we can do it. So what I was interested about that is the scripture literally said that God was angry at them because they did not believe him. And so what the punishment, <laughs> or I should say the consequence of them not believing was he told them, I'm sorry, you cannot enter in because you don't believe. He told them, don't even bother, go and try to fight this because you will not win. And that was just an amazing um, lesson for me is that if we don't believe we have already lost the battle. If you started school and you don't believe you can finish it, you have already lost the battle. If you start a business and you don't believe it's going to prosper, you have already lost the battle. If you gotten a bad report from the doctor and they say you're not going to make it and you believe it, you and you believe the doctor besides even believing God's report for your healing you will not um, be able to make it. And that's just something that, a lesson that's so vital 
that we have to be able to get to that point. Because just as Jesus told Nathaniel, you know, you didn't believe until you saw. You did not believe that, the, you know, that I was even the Messiah because you didn't see any signs. But Jesus said, you know what? Even though you don't believe me, you need to watch and see the great things that I will do. So my message for you today is that you will have that sentence on your lips. When someone says, or even when the someone is your own mind telling you that you can't do something, you would say, watch and you will see my greatness. Because the beautiful story is um, when, when Jesus says um, in John 14, he says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So we know that the great one lives in us. And that's the key that Jesus knew was that God was living inside of him. And he came as our example so that we could follow him and to be able to live this victorious life um, that he came for us to enjoy. And so even as... um. As I go back to, to Deuteronomy 1, it was Moses wasn't able to make it into the promised land. And the people who did not believe wasn't able to make it. But God says, Caleb and Joshua, they're going to make it in. And the reason they made it in was because they believed God. When God said, I am going to give you the promised land, that beautiful land that you see there. Because remember, when God gives you something, he, he hooks you up. He gives you, come on, he is God. And it says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so, and then it also says that, um, God says that uh, I'm able to give you above and beyond what you can think or imagine or ask. But a lot of times our issue is that we don't believe we're great. Or we believe the lies of someone else who looks at us at the surface and wants to question our greatness. So even if, even if someone else questions your greatness, don't you dare question yours. Because by questioning yours, you're questioning God. Because God has put his greatness inside you and he expects for you. That's his command. He said greater things you will do. He didn't say you might do you have the ability to do, you know, Jesus just assumed that, you know, if he tells you you're going to do greater, he expects for us to walk it out to do uh, great things. So when, when you go out uh, tomorrow, I know you all have your dreams, but when you go out tomorrow, I want you to look around you and see what is speaking to you to see what it is you you um your purpose is who you were called to help who were, who were you called to support how can you support God's kingdom agenda so whether it is that you might be a businessman and you can support God's kingdom agenda through your finances or financing a charity um fixing up a basketball court in a in a neighborhood that's kind of run down you know we all have a part to play and for those of us who say oh well I don't have any funds well you know what you might have time and so you can invest some time by volunteering and doing something we all have a part to play and we are all expected to do great things 
And the great part is we don't have to feel intimidated or we don't have to feel the pressure of being great. Being great is just who we are. That's just our nature. That's just who we are. And as we step out into that greatness, as we step out to do things because of the great one who lives in us, we're going to see him move through us and people will be amazed and they're going to say, wait, isn't he from this place or that place? Like, how was he able to do that? He don't have any money. He doesn't have any education. How was he able to do all that great things? Um, even I just recently saw a documentary about um, Harriet Tubman, how she was able to lead 300 uh, people into freedom. And she used to hear the voice of God telling her what to do and where to go. She had such a powerful relationship with God. And she was able to do great things for God without any resources. He showed her how to get everything she needed. So you know what? There is never an excuse for not being great. Uh, being great is a mindset. Being great is just an expectation that God has for all his children. His spirit lives in us and the bottom line is you are great. We just need for you to receive it, for you to walk in it, for you to wear that greatness radiating uh, through you and step out. And as you step out, expect for God to move in the areas that he needs to move in. Because remember, we are his body. We have, to, we have to be the hands and the feet. If someone is thirsty, God expects us to give them the water. Right? Because remember in the end, Jesus says, I'm going to ask you, when, when I was in prison, did you visit me? When I was sick, did you visit me? When I was thirsty, did you give me water? He's saying, did you do it for me? Because remember, we are God's children. And how you treat one of God's children is how you treat God. And how other people uh, treat you is how they're treating God. It's a cycle. And so God really wanted us to, to, to pause and ponder and realize that just as Jesus said, greater things than these you will do because he goes to the Father. And so tonight as we go along. I don't want you to just listen to this uh, radio broadcast and just be the same, expect the same. I want you to expect greater. I would like for you to do greater and not by you putting forth more effort, but by you putting forth more faith, by you putting forth more belief and believing that even though you go to work every day and you do the same thing, this time when you go to work, you're going to expect greater. You're going to expect for God to move through you. And just, I can't wait to hear the testimonies that's going to come from knowing how things have turned around in your life because you believed God for greater. All right, so I will see you again next time. Are we going to be able to talk more on this? And uh, I want to leave you with this quick uh, word that I want you to repeat <laughs> as you go around today and you tell it to yourself, you tell it to others. I want you to say that uh, greater 